0: Hello, hello everybody, welcome to the seek to speak Showcase, our very first open mic night where everyone is invited to perform their original speech, poem, or story on the theme Lockdown Chronicles. My name is Isa, and with me is...
1: Yes, tis I. I am also a member of seek to speak and I'm here to help co-host and guide us along on this wonderful journey.
0: And to begin the Seek to Speak showcase, we are actually going to call our very special guest star speaker to start off the event. Uh, please welcome the amazing, the fabulous Sheena. Uh, I, I hope she got
2: yeah. Hi, Aisha. Hi, Kaz. Hi, everyone.
1: Hi. Uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight on this beautiful Saturday evening.
2: Oh my God, Kaz. Ayesha, thank you so much for inviting me.
1: was oh, our pleasure. Wonderful. Yes, of course. As a spoken word poet and as a creative yourself, I mean, going through this lockdown and everything, why don't you share with us a little bit about your experience going through this and, and how it's affected your creativity in any way?
2: Okay. Well um you know just thinking about that question it got me like suddenly i'm having all of this flashback you know for the past one year and a half of just being really affected by it but um just to give a little bit of background uh not only do i do spoken word poetry but of course i also teach right so when um the co- when covid-19 hits i think the first thing that i really felt in terms of the effect is that I had to sort of figure out a way to teach online, which obviously takes something from that joy and, and satisfaction of teaching in class, right? In the classroom. In fact, I come from this sort of belief, this mindset that teaching is performing. So um, that would be the first effect in a sense that I had to really invest a lot of my time and a lot of effort on making sure that the students will get to be in a space where they get to learn and nothing is being taken away from that. Not that I have any control over that, but the sort of control that I have is just to make sure that I put in the time and effort. And because of that, it did take away all that energy that I could have spent writing. So for the first year, in fact, um, Kaz and Aisa, uh, I didn't write at all, Yeah. Normally, because of the things I had to do for my online teaching, but also because of this, there's an overwhelming sense of loss and frustration, and just helplessness, um, just based on the information that I was getting online. So I just couldn't write because I did feel that to be able to write is also a privilege um, of some sort, right? You need to, to have that time. You know, you don't have to sort of think about a lot of other things. So I didn't read I didn't write for quite some time and I was even off social media for a bit. And it was only after a couple of months after that that I made this decision to come back online and started writing. So the so the poems came after that. Well, I mean, that's still really interesting to
1: hear that you still took that time for self-care and that space to disconnect and, and to take care of your own mental health and well being first. I think that's oh. the important thing. Uh, for sure creativity and and tying into that I mean when your poems came back I mean despite having no no longer having that, that physical event to perform it, you still created some really amazing multimedia pieces and <laughs> now before we listen to our fellow speakers tonight yes we would love to hear if you have any uh, message you'd like to provide or any advice you'd like to give to upcoming writers or poets and creatives who <laughs> are Maybe perhaps struggling a little bit to find their own niche.
2: I always sometimes I do feel like I'm not in a place to give an advice because I myself I'm I'm still learning so much. But however, just yes, looking at the lineup, yeah, a teacher, yeah, I'm a
1: teacher. <laughs> your students, right? You, you.
2: Right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I know some of the names in the lineup today. Some of them have attended my workshop, and I also have my fellow practitioner Eileen Foster will be coming up later too. So I'm really, really excited. So if there's anything that um, that I want to say tonight, I think, you know, just like that quote that I shared with "Seek to Speak," you know, by Ursula Le Guin. You know, she said that, you know, I just come here with empty hands, but with a desire to unbuild walls. I think whatever that you want to do when it comes to expressing yourself creatively, it has to come with this intention of just being completely honest with yourself because every single word matters. And when words are expressed clearly and carefully and with the best of intention, we can just hope that once you send it out there, that is going to impact that person who needs to hear it the most. So yeah, go ahead, have fun. And don't forget meaningful. to have fun as well.
1: Yeah, really meaningful stuff Deshina. Thank you so much for sharing with us. And thank you for, for taking the time to sit and speak with us.
0: So we're going to call up our first two
3: performers. Hi, guys.
0: Who are, hey, are Priya as well as Elaine. We are going to start with Priya. Priya, can you tell us a little bit about the piece oh. you are going to perform? Um. Well, I guess to sum it up, it's talking about how... I failed classes at the start of lockdown, and then started not failing. Okay, that's a great intro for your piece. All right, you can take it away now, Priya. Stuck at home, all day,
4: every day. I didn't know when this torment would end. Yet I thought of it as an escape. An escape of having to do homework. An escape of answering because the teacher picked on me for some reason. An escape from everything I hated about school. Yet, after days and days of looking at the screen for hours on end, I came to the realization that oh, realization that it wasn't so different. With all the mics on mute and the cameras never once turned on, my gaze fell upon my textbook, which was very boring, may I add. It wasn't a break. When my report card uh, came out, I got anxious and slowly opened it. I mean this in the least cocky way possible, but I didn't get any A's. No A's. I didn't get any A's. And I was so shocked. And obviously I knew my mom would be it. I was right, of course, but still hurt. I put on a somewhat brave smile, or so I thought, and I slowly walked down the stairs, waiting to be yelled at. And I was right, I got yelled at. Mom basically said that if I don't get my grades up, I'll get pulled out of my school. And of course, me being very emotional and sad, I cried and all that. And I decided I was going to become a better person. I stuck at home, so why not do something useful instead of sit around and watch TV all day, which is actually quite fun, but I had to do something more productive. You know that one curly fry in the packet of normal fries you buy from McDonald's? I felt like that fry. I felt so weird having to raise my hand for every single question to get that A I wanted. I became a teacher's pet, but you know what? It's fine because as long as I get that A, it'll be worth it. I tried the whole summer to be that it girl you see on Pinterest and whatnot, and yet I couldn't do it. I feel different now, though. Yeah, sure, I'll slack up during classes and sometimes my mind goes far off from the screen. (laughs) However, I try my best to answer and I feel like this pandemic has made me realize how fortunate I am and that the lockdown was not as bad as everyone said it was. Yeah, of course I can't see my friends and I can't go out to the mall and go shopping. Yet, I've become a better person during it and I am grateful. And everyone has their own lockdown chronicles and mine was how I became a better person. Thank you.
5: Aww. Thank
0: you so, so much. That is such a nice lesson to learn at the end. I hope you feel proud of who you are today. After the lockdown, it brings out the best in us. Of course, the worst in us as well. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your experience. Thank you, Priya. Bye. Bye. All right. Up next, we have the amazing Elaine Foster. (laughs) Hello, hello. Hello, how are you?
5: Tell us a little bit good. about what you're performing. Um, today I'm going to perform a piece that I wrote during lockdown. Ooh. Um, so because I um I run um, Poetry Collective and um we usually celebrate National Poetry Writing Month and what that means is that for every day in April you have to come up with a writing prompt and then write a poem to do with the prompt. So part of the job is to go on Instagram and like create posters and look for interesting prompts right so yeah that's what I did for the first because we went through two Aprils two national um poetry writing months during this entire lockdown so a lot of because I wasn't doing anything else I spent a lot of time if you look at my Instagram my poetry school's Instagram it is just full of poetry prompts um and I wasn't very good at doing my own prompts, but I did do this one. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if this one even responds to the prompts. So that was also a problem that I have. I, don't, I write prompts, but I don't know how to respond to them to myself. So, um, It also happened to have been, I think, Trans um, Visibility Day. So I kind of smushed two prompts together and wrote a poem. Wow, the suspense is killing me, Elaine. I can't <laughs> I wait to hear it. I'm so sorry. Here we go. I've never been comfortable with the word lesbian. It simply does not roll off the tongue very easily. It sounds like a dirty secret, like a confession, an admission of guilt, sin, lesbian, not enough tonic in my gin, bitter, twisted, the word coils my tongue, poison in a snake's bite that has my tongue recoiling before the les can even strike.
2: Lesbian.
5: It feels like scalding hot water, a burning ulcer, salt rubbed into an open wound, a lesbian stings. The aftertaste is no better, a word that is, frankly, very hard to swallow. But the taste is lingering, like the shame. It rings in my ears, aching like a sore throat. It makes it much harder to sing. And I love music. As I love words, I have made a living from writing them, speaking them, talking about them. But this word lesbian, it inspires more hate than rhythm. Like my internalized homophobia, lesbian is like an internal rhyme, a slanted phonology bending to the world around me. I search for a similar sounding body. I try to wrap my text around these images that have been created to depict me. Structure my sentences so people can try to read me clearly, describing my identity in a way so that people might comprehend me and not think of me as incomplete or an afterthought. But I'm not dependent on the proper grammar of the prosaic state of being because I'm not a prose writer. I'm a lesbian. I'm a poet. I write poetry. I am poetry. I dream myself up writing myself into existence on lineless paper. I am not concrete. I am amorphous. I am not clearly defined. I am incomplete syntax. And that's the point. And just like another word that doesn't roll off the tongue very easily, enjambment, or enjambment, I am meaning running over from one poetic line to another.
1: Uh, that is some great stuff, amazing stuff there. I mean, that. it doesn't matter if it's not about like lockdown. I think lockdown experiences just encompass the fact that we, which, we just went through an existential crisis throughout the entire time we were all home. And I think that definitely hits close to home for me, at least personally, is just because of the fact that lesbian is such a hard word to say. I usually say really? gay or queer yeah. or, or whichever.
5: Indeed, I or people cold. like you or people like me or,
1: yeah, just anything but.
0: Lesbian. yes
1: i mean i've had conversations with people going, are you and then it's just fill in the blank for yourself and then they kind of get through it. yes <laughs> are you and then it's just and i fill in the blank for myself yes we are we are like one of us
5: Indeed.
1: so i feel that and thank you so much elaine for sharing that hi huysan hi
5: everybody thank, thank you Elaine.
1: hello welcome Hoysan. thank you for joining us tonight hey Hi. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your piece?
6: <laughs> so let me start first. First, uh, the first lockdown, right? Uh, macam like, so saya dengar first lockdown saya macam ayo. Kenapa first lockdown macam like, ayo? Kenapa ni? Kenapa lockdown? Kenapa lockdown? Tak boleh sekolah, tak boleh mana-mana, mana-mana. Oh my god. So, I just went, ayo, why lockdown han? Ayo, I cannot meet the friend. Oh my god. I don't know why. I don't, ah, I'm migraine. Oh my god. And then, I think, I think, I think, I think. And then, ah, I know. So, I will use my phone to call my friends. With uh, WhatsApp, video call, voice call Or Zoom, Google Meet also Can meet the friend lah And then Chatting, chatting, chatting like that loh After Chat, chat, chat lah kita Sembang lah Sembang, sembang Kita sembang macam ni lah Lepas tu uh, Saya pun Kat rumah Saya duduk kat rumah lah Kita tak pergi mana-mana pun sebab uh, Sekarang kan Street Kita cakap Oh, tak boleh pergi mana-mana pun Lepas tu and then I, I will like I will do things in my home la, like, uh, doing like dancing, singing, or having fun with family, like watching TV, uh, helping my parents, anything lah. So, um, uh, then wait, uh, and then um, and then we also got online class, online class oh, so. Make me migraine is <sighs> Macam Kita dah boleh Faham lah Dah dengar Adui Macam mana ni Saya pun sakit kepala lah pastu tu Sebab line slow <laughs> So uh Formally uh, Our class is like uh, About 30 I think so But Right now it's Twenty because I see is 20, 20, almost lah but yeah um and then right uh formally uh in online class is more but it's I think it's twenty or thirty but right now it's twelve only twelve people only oh my god there's so less people oh my god there's a I was like oh my god I'm so mad that like they oh they are so lazy inside like go to inside the class oh my god. <laughs> I feel that lazy to do anything. So also, fun. right? Yeah. past two, uh, after we online class, uh, teacher will give give us the homework lah, and then we do we do we do like this. Wait, like, wait, let let me take my homework. Huh? We've uh, Got
0: a demonstration
6: here. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my homework. <laughs> so
7: thick!
6: <deep>. Wow! <laughs>
7: this is my-, oh my goodness!
6: This is uh, uh, account. I'm from four right now. So thick! Oh my god! I can't do. Finish. I can't do. <laughs> but don't worry. I slow life slow. Slow make. I make really Yeah. And then uh, I think March. I will go to um, uh, last last month. Uh, March. I think I will go back to school. We go back to school, and then, just, I think we go to school is about, about a month, or until, 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 until Raya, I think. Until Raya, they stop. Stop, 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 until right now. September, I think about month, a month ago, oh my god. Until, I, I think about, like, oh my god, so many months, is gone. It's like, oh my god, like, why why the time so fast are so fast? Like a rocket boom <laughs> and the homework is increased and increased. I cannot do finish. Oh my god. Oh my okay, god. We
1: feel you, Hoitan. Don't worry. Everybody in the comments really feel you also. All of the kids going through exams and online learning.
6: Yes. And homework.
1: Yes, they feel you.
6: Yeah. And then uh, I think it's October, October also one go to school, ready back to school, I think lah. But I don't know, I didn't watch the news, but yeah. Um, and then uh, in house lah, I will go to Zumba Uh, in the evening, I think, evening, yeah, evening. Uh, we Zumba about one hour for give us the health, healthy. And then... Mm. And then, uh, just basically, we just eat, sleep, eat, sleep, <laughs>
0: makan, yeah. duduk, makan, didok. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much, Huesa. And I think you had a whole schedule for us for one day, which we can all relate to, actually. Except <laughs> that I'm less healthy because I don't do any form of exercise. So thank you for inspiring us to exercise and to do our homework and to make sure to still keep our spirits up.
1: I believe our next speaker is already on the line. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you'll be
8: speaking about tonight? I thought maybe I could read off uh, a bit of a rant in terms of uh, how my lockdown experience has been, but mostly uh, uh, more on my happy place during this lockdown.
1: But please, the stage is yours.
8: Thank you. I shall now be addressing the audience. Mm -hmm. Guys, I have to be honest. Lockdown has been tough. It's been tough. Being at home, stuck there all the time, is anathema to the human condition. And when it gets too much, I like to head out to my happy place. Where is my happy place? I hear you asking across the internet. Well, it's going on a grocery run. Plain and simple, a supermarket. And I know some of you might say, doesn't that just sound sad? Yes, yes, it is in its own way. But at the same time, it brings me so much joy during this very difficult period now why why is it my happy place well the first i have to share is you ever get that feeling when you go into a supermarket with your cart, and you head down straight to the milk aisle and you see all the rows of milk and you can read off the expiry dates and it's like oh it's two weeks from now it's no one's gonna ever finish your milk two weeks from now so you take one you push it aside and take another one deeper in you push it aside and then you're three rows in, and you get that magical carton of milk that lasts a week longer than the, all the other milk on the aisle. That's it. Checkpoint. In the cart. And, of course, it sets out my mornings. My mornings start by going through the groceries uh, to supermarkets. Why? Why? I'm there. It's like launch of a new iPhone for me. Before it opens, shutter's coming up. I'm first in line. <laughs> and I go straight to the deli aisle, to the meats. Why? They're laying out all the fresh cuts. Untouched, pure, virginal meats. Unpoked by aunties testing the meat textures. Bad, bad aunties, bad. No, all clean up right in the cart. And of course, the clearing shelf. The highlight of any good supermarket. The clearance shelf, a true test of humanity's sense of adventure. You will always find something new at a clearance shelf. I've never even heard of dehydrated mushroom chips in taco wasabi flavor. And at regular price, that would appall me, but at 50% off. Okay, yeah. Oh, expires in two days. In the car. Right, And it's not just a spiritual journey in a supermarket. It fills my need for drama. Yeah, You switch up a supermarket, it's like you're cheating without the actual consequences of cheating. It's good clean fun for everybody. Why? And you only ask, what is the difference? What can you get from big that you can't get from Jaya Grocer? I tell you what, the exact same Japanese green tea I always buy. But 30 cents cheaper. Pure bliss. Pure joy. And now, what else? Oh, authentic peaches from Korea. Is Korea even known for its peaches? I don't know. No idea. But we have them there, if I want them. And picking fruit is an exercise in commonality between humans. It is is really the thing that brings us all together. Because we all go for the best looking fruit. And we all do the fruit appraisal ritual. What's the fruit appraisal ritual? Oh, you take one. And you put it back because it's never the first fruit. And you pick another one. Yeah, in the bag. That's it. You should rest assured that everybody in the world does the exact same ritual. It's what binds us together as people. (laughs) So how can you say no? So that sort of event, that journey, that experience in such difficult times, it's such joy. But if I had a gripe, if I had an issue with supermarkets, and it's just one thing, just one thing, it's one teeny tiny, minor thing. It's that awkward conversation that you'd have with a cashier as he asks you if you'd like the reusable bag. Yes. Ah, the reusable bag. The one thing that stands between us and the rising oceans and burning forests. And what are you going to do? What's your argument here? then? You're you're always put on the spot. What are you going to do? You're going to say no? Like a freaking climate change denier? Have this guy think you're some kind of schmuck? No, no, no. But okay, fine, fine. Maybe you power through. You find it within you to just simply say no. Because, you know, what do you care about what this guy thinks? Right? And then he hits you with... Oh, uh, but it's only five ringgit. Oh, it's still five ringgit though, right? And then your inner voice goes, all right, fine. It helps the environment. Maybe you should get it. But still though, is it really your job to protect the environment through this janky reusable bag? I mean, where do these multinational conglomerates get off? right? The re, the rise of use in plastics is directly attributable to rampant consumerism. And there's a distinct lack of responsibility by these companies in doing their part to preserve the earth. I do believe they have twisted the conservation narrative to benefit their interests and line their pockets by creating the disease and then selling the cure. They don't offer straws or adequate alternative packaging. Instead, they pass it on to consumers to pick up the tab. And we, are made to feel bad when we don't cough out our dough fast enough to buy their reusable bags with logos on it like we're walking billboards spreading their branding, right? Take H&M with the tagline, wear, care, recycle on their bags. Like it's my fault. Landfills are filled with the poorly made fast fashion being pumped out every month. And yet I'm the one who's supposed to do something about it. And my inside voice is, yeah, yeah. Feel that self-righteousness swelling, man. Come on, yeah, socialism. And that gives you the strength to look at that skinny 19-year-old Malay kid in his first job with a name tag that says Bob, like at, like an actual name. Yeah, all right, cool, Bob. And then say, <laughs> I'm fine with plastic, thank you. And Bob says, oh, uh, okay, oh, sure, no problem. But uh, it's Saturday, yeah? Uh, and. Uh, We charge you ringgit for each bag. And you end up paying five ringgit anyway. (laughs) But other than that, happy place. Thank you.
9: Thank you, Ikram.
1: That was a wild ride, like some of our commenters have said. But it is honestly the same sort of rollercoaster ride that lockdown has been for all of us. I don't know where, what grocery store you go to, but for one ringgit per bag. I've only met with 20 ringgit per, uh, 20 cents (laughs) per bag yeah
0: bob hates, you.
8: The, so. bob hates <laughs>
1: you the environment hates you but they just so we all know ikram's married to isa <laughs> so <laughs> so that reaction that she had to the cheating <laughs> comment makes sense
8: okay yes it's Surprise. a persona it's a persona
0: thanks babe
1: <laughs> hi and we're gonna be hearing from abigail first and then Aina. Yeah. so uh everybody right. don't you take the floor yeah <laughs>
10: Okay, everyone. Hello. Um, my name is Abigail. I will be doing a piece that I wrote. Uh, over the course of the lockdown, um, this is just me reminiscing, going on dates or just hanging out with friends. Um, we used to go on a lot of drives in Kuala Lumpur, and I really miss like the nightlife because you know our, our city is very beautiful. Um, our skyscrapers, although unnecessary, are still nice to see. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I will proceed. This piece is called I Think Kuala Lumpur is a City Made for Love. I think if you bring someone on a night drive to Ampang Lookout Point, you are bound to fall in love with them, always starting with either an overshare or an awkward silence as the both of you look out into Ampang's shadowy expanse. First, over a deep lush cliff, then warm glows from scattered buildings, and finally, the horizon carved out by creating skyscrapers. I think you'll be obsessed with the way the fairy lights from the stalls at Ampang Lookout Point highlights their features, creating halos from their imperfections. I think you'll fall in love with them on the drives home. In Kuala Lumpur, the highways reach far and wide, and the distance between Bangsa to Kuala is just enough time for you to get over your fear of reaching for their hand or listen to enough songs together, so much so the entire playlist now reminds you of them. I think you'll start staring at the way the setting sun plays the gold in their eyes, how their features fall in and out of passing streetlights while driving at night. I think you'll learn to love them <clears throat> in the quieter chunkat bars at the end of the street, strobe lights illuminating an empty dance floor. In the art galleries, where just like the paintings, cast furniture and good lighting make the both of you so exposed. <laughs> In Kwai Chai Hong, beautiful crevices you can stumble upon. In small trust churches, dwarf by towering construction, both of you trying to build some kind of foundation. I think Kuala Lumpur is a city made for unraveling. And I think just like the roads across Mutera, the Avansara love is complicated. And sometimes can take too many wrong turns on the way to your destination. And rapid KL buses and Grab cars are convenient enough to get on and leave them staring. And I think you'll fall out of love on the railway trains. The MRT ride from Kajang to Pasasani is a good length of time for you to bring yourself to delete the tens and thousands of messages accumulated across those months. Okay. Enough time for you to soft them on Instagram or erase the pictures of your phone in a, and enough time for you to cry in the more isolated province on the way home. And I think going up the LRT platform to Pasar you can see how much the PNB tower has changed since the last time you've seen it. Even as a the waste of money, you would admit that its steel bones and glass shards got erected pretty quickly. And I think you'd know, just like the tower, you're also growing. Changing
11: sooner than you think. So that's
12: beautiful stuff,
11: Abigail. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Very poetic, man. <laughs> thank you. Thank
10: you, everyone, for having me. That was fun. That was a good start. I see
1: everybody in the comments be feeling it so hard, too. I was watching everybody comment on it. So I think that really strikes home about all the things that we've been missing and thinking about during this lockdown experience so thank you Abigail so much for sharing so intimately
10: thank you everyone yes. amazing. You. looking forward
11: to see you right ah, ah, now now I'm getting nervous
9: <laughs> <laughs>
11: a lot, a right lot to <laughs> uh, live up to right now <laughs> okay take your time okay so I would like to start off. Hi, my name is Aina. And I'm actually currently a student studying a diploma in 2D illustration. If you see me looking here, I'm actually reading out for my speech. (laughs) So... Um, studying a diploma at this point of time, you know, it's a unique time to be pursuing or furthering your education. You know, there's a constant discussion on how this pandemic has really disrupted the learning experience. I think earlier speeches, a lot of um, the speakers has been explaining that not just experience as a teacher and also as a student, how this has really changed things. How it was difficult. I think another of the speakers mentioning how things has been really difficult for her so this switching from offline learning to online learning you know you're not getting the same experience you're not even getting the same thing that you're paying for education is expensive especially doing any diploma or degree or that's a lot of money you're not even getting i mean you're paying the same but you're not getting that upper that facilities that you used to or would have gotten if it weren't for the pandemic. So I, you know, knowing that I have gone through also uni life previously when I was studying my bachelor's in business, I can say, you know, I have experienced both sides of the coin before pandemic and in the pandemic. And I can really look back and compare how differences my experiences are and were back then for online learning we're lucky that we're in a digital age where there are many platforms where lecturers can present their lectures record it and also connect with the students and it's amazing how i can be one minute downstairs eating breakfast and the next minute rush up to uh, to my room on the computer and log in into class all in my pajamas and it's not like anyone can smell me you know so like you know, and I don't need to think about driving to be on class on time, lugging all my like luggages, you know, whether I brought the right materials or not, paying for car park, trying to even get car park, you know, that's a battle on its own. And uh, that's all the disadvantage, you know, of going through um, offline learning. But I wouldn't say that online online learning doesn't have its challenges. I think you can see internet connection, can really disrupt a whole class, you know. You that whole flow, and you're like, "Can you hear me, the teacher?" And sometimes corrupted recordings can be really problematic if you won't pay attention in class because you're like, "It's okay, I have, I have the recording later." And you're like, "Sleepy on the bed," and you realize, "Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pay attention at all. All gone." So like, um, and one of the biggest disadvantage for me is actually the human connection that you can only get through face-to-face interaction, which I really miss. You know, going after class, having lunch together, studying together, just hanging out together. And the best part, planning road trips, going on that road trips, going for events together. You don't get that now because of the pandemic. And if you're someone, a student who wants to experience new things, you know, you want to make connections with connections with people, you know, Uh <laughs> explore different things, join clubs and events that you always dream of joining. You can't get that anymore. And you can't get that one-to-one interaction with your lecturers. I think teachers find it difficult to get that connection, trying to make sure that you understand what they're teaching. And all the facilities, like, you know, using your uni library, even that you can't get. So, but, um, so these are the things that, you know, there's not offline, you can't beat offline learning with. And, but I wouldn't throw online learning out of the window because I've seen how it can benefit people. You know, for people who are, who I know are studying masters right now, it's really great because, you know, you have, you spend a whole day working and then you have to go back, you have to drive back to your house and then you have to think of driving to the class, or oh, that's tiring. You know, people who have all these adult responsibilities. So online learning can really give that flexibility of time, and you can just like come back home from work, you know, from a long day of work, a long week of work, and go on a computer, and you know, you can go to your class. Simple as that, from your comforts of your home. So people for master, people who are doing masters, who already have all those responsibility and doesn't have the time to, eh, hey, you know. <laughs> they, they've already went through that and they just they just i don't need to experience anything i just want to go home and i just want to sleep okay so those are great for people who you know who want to do online learning and i really sympathize for students nowadays you don't get to experience the uni life that i once did and i realize, you know but i do realize that the students in my class they try to make best of the situation they create you know um the university will create online games and like activities to try and get the students to interact the students themselves will create online communities like places they can share they can connect create events together just so they can get that small that interactions that they couldn't get you know because of of you know you cannot go offline anymore you can't meet people but they can they try to make things try to make things happen even though we are ways apart. And, you know, as much as I don't want a pandemic, we make best best of what we have. And when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. So, yeah, that's my experience. Thank you, Aina, for that. And I think that's extremely relatable, both for
1: students and for working adults, because if you've just started a job during the pandemic, you don't find that same connection with your colleagues and bosses as well. So I'm <laughs> Yeah, that. that's
0: true
11: that's true that's true as well, well
0: maybe it's a good thing
1: <laughs> i mean maybe maybe not maybe you don't feel committed to your job maybe you have that existential crisis you know you never know but it's a completely universal experience so anybody who's going through that as well i think can definitely relate to that speech aina as well as Husans and ikram's and abigail and everyone's that shared so far hello artis that you hi <laughs> hello Hi, welcome aboard.
13: Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you. Um, So I'll be performing a poem. And uh, yeah, it's a poem that I wrote a few weeks ago. And it's called Today Was Harder Than Other Days. Today was harder than other days, I said. Today was walking on pebbles barefooted and not the massaging kind you find at the playgrounds. It was the rubble kind, residue of tar." My grand aunt left me with her beatless heart and gave me teardrops and fistfuls of regret. I never asked her to tell me stories. I never asked her for advice. I never helped her when I could, or even visited her when I had nothing to do. She was a beautiful woman, a kind woman, the most independent, self-sufficient woman I had ever met. With a cradle of animals in her backyard and bravery on the wheels of a motorbike, passioned in milk, chilies and spices, grit in every cackle and laugh in her breath. I never asked her how she learned to do it. I never asked her to teach me to do it, to look at the future and laugh so loudly, to demand what she wanted, what she needed. She was so unapologetically herself, my amama. And now she's disappeared, vanished into ashes, buried between my grandfather, the oldest, and my granduncle, I never met the youngest. As the pastor said that she's now in heaven, smiling down and enjoying herself, it comforted me to a minimum because that's not what I believe in. It hasn't happened yet, not until Jesus comes, so what's she doing now? What's she doing now, God? My amama was a lion heart, and I grew up believing that she could wrestle death. My auntie was the first to find her lifeless body laid, across her white tiled womb. I think she wrestled death. I believe it with all my heart, that this was not the first time, but this time she allowed death to win. I don't know if she thought it was her time or that she wanted to rest or that she missed Jesus so much that this time she just gave in. Just like my grandpa, my Kong Kong, while it may seem like they've lost, in my heart, I know. In many years to come, They'll both come out victorious. And the first face they see in their afterlife will be the radiant face of God. Okay, thank you.
1: Thank you so much for sharing, Arati. That was a beautiful, beautiful piece. And like
14: up. Oh, yeah, I think. Uh,
1: that was so, so beautiful, Arati, genuinely. And I think a lot of people can definitely uh relate to that struggle with coping with grief and loss so but you stay strong out there and, thank you i really
0: felt you i really really oh. felt you. and i really felt ama her her presence in your life making oh. that so so beautiful coming up from something that would otherwise be very sad but it it was also very joyous and spiritual so thank you so so yeah. much for that for the feelings
13: thank you and all the best yeah. to the next um speaker bye yes
0: thank
1: you
13: Hi Sneha, we're welcoming Sneha next, she's
1: from In Silence Hi Hi. Sneha, can you hear us?
3: I was honestly so afraid because like I was listening to all like such like such joyful and such quirky poetry and I was like oh god mine is going to be really depressing for my poetry Um, (laughs) it's going to be a sharp poetry Um, it's something that I wrote at probably one of my lowest points uh, during the, during the pandemic. Here we go. Um, okay. Breathing doesn't get easier. Everyone making it misery doesn't get, doesn't get it any easier as well. That calls, that calls becoming peace in my head. Just like how I came to peace with the war in my head. How would that be? I always question in my head. One shot, one handful of pills, one rope, and the pain ends, Presented. it. That calling me every day like it's my best friend. Calling me saying, hey, come here. I'm here for you. You don't belong with them. You belong with us. says the voices. And here I sit and contemplate whether should I listen to them or whether should I not. They say monsters live under your bed. But let me tell you, they live up in your head. In fact, they're just around just like us. They're in humankind. They're in voice. They're in words. They're in every piece that you can find around you. But let me tell you one thing and remind you that they tell you that seems better, but just as easy as that seems to, to get done and to be gone. So is life. So don't let your monsters in your head tell you otherwise. Beautiful stuff.
1: Thank you so much for sharing. And I mean, that is, uh, I do, I can't remember if we did this trigger warning earlier, but, but I suppose it's a bit late for it now, but, but that's okay. Uh, Sneha, you are also, you also are from In Silence, and I think this poem actually ties quite well into the kind of emotional and, and intensity that people have felt throughout the lockdown. Thank you so much once again, Tess and Isa for this platform, and good luck to Jasper. Hi, Jasper, thank you for joining us tonight.
7: Hello. Hi. Today, this, is a, this is a tag team, isn't it? Ah, oh, this is Jasper's <laughs> husband, hello. Hello. Man. Hello, I'm Jaspreet and yeah. my husband Suresh. Suresh, yeah, hi. We are from Singapore. Uh, Hello, Singapore. We Bar- hi, welcome.
1: welcome. Thank you for joining us
9: tonight. My, our pleasure. Thank you. Thank so, you. So,
7: shall sure. we start? So we we prepared something. So we're just going to share our um, I think a uh, lockdown chron, chron-, 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 chron- chronicle <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. So both of us uh, we are married for like 14 years and we have three kids, which is two plus one.
9: So we have two okay. human kids and uh, plus one is like a sixty-three year old uh
7: human human
9: ah. trap both ah. uh, body.
7: Hello, oh. this is Hi. 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 Okay. Yeah, so so um, we have prepared some questions that we're going to ask each other. So the first question is, share one new word or phrase you learned during the lockdown.
9: Lockdown? In Singapore, it's not called lockdown. Mm-hmm. Singapore, is called CB. 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 Mm-hmm. What uh, is CB? You want to know the po- positive verse of CB or the negative verse? Uh, I CB. think we know. We have a
7: lot of students watching <laughs> this program. It's
9: so- <laughs> In Singapore, it's a circuit breaker. So it's not really a full lockdown, but almost like a lockdown. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
7: And um, so for myself, a new word that I learned is quarantine. Can you spell that?
9: Uh, Q-U-A-R-A-N-T-I-N-T wow, <laughs> Well done <laughs> I'm going to pick the second question <laughs> Okay
7: What's that one great skill you learned During the lockdown?
9: I'm not even skillful Maybe you learned something I did not okay. learn it I, mean, I, learned, I learned how to sleep more I slept more I want that
7: skill too I want that skill too Uh, I think besides learning how to use Zoom I think there was in Singapore there was a lot of this hype going around about people learning how to make Dalgona coffee Mm -hmm. Um,
9: coffee is coffee it's kind of a special coffee from Korea Korean drink coffee I thought Korean drink beer Uh, Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I I I did not learn that. But a lot of Singaporeans did. <laughs> okay. okay you want to yeah. This one? So yeah. So oh yeah. So what was your reaction when you heard like people were stocking up, especially in Singapore, people were stocking up. You know, toilet rolls and uh, instant noodles. Like, I think just now what Akram says that you know he would they go to the supermarket they would look at the foods and all. But in Singapore it was like toilet paper and. Insta noodles. <laughs> Something that yeah. okay, I I thought okay, toilet paper, yeah, but instant noodles. I saw one auntie with the totally was this big and everything was lovely instant noodles. It was like a one instant <laughs> and if she won't eat the instant noodle, I think all the hand would drop. Uh, maybe she's I guess problem. that's okay. right. You know, <laughs> that's why you eat, the toilet roll, right? If all, all you eat is Maggie, he will need toilet roll. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. Wow, good one. Yeah, correct. Make yeah. it a also matches. Yes,
7: yes, yes. So, yeah. okay, but my, my reaction when I heard that was like, um, okay, I felt like, should I also stock up on toilet rolls? Like, is, will that be needed? Yeah, <laughs> you, you know? Want, you want
9: you to money, <laughs> no, yeah. in Singapore,
7: we, we have this culture, the, the kiasu, kiasi culture, so the, the fear of like, what if no more toilet mm-hmm. rolls in the supermarket, then how... Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but I think uh I I did have that that reaction that is the world coming to an end.
9: Yeah, but you're still, yeah, here. still here, don't worry. We're we yes, yeah. still very strong. <laughs> yes, 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 So next question. Yeah. Okay. What part of your home have you come to appreciate the most? Oh kitchen, of course. Because when we order grab food, the food goes to the kitchen. I go there and inspect all of the food important. You know, important. important. That's, true,
7: that's, true, that's true. You need to have enough food to survive the circuit breaker. Um, I think for me, uh, in the home, the space I appreciate the most is our balcony. Um, yeah. no, because you know you know in Singapore, I mean all of us, majority of us live in a HDB flat and not all HDB flat has like a, a balcony feature. So I'm quite grateful we have
9: lah so that we can get fresh air and every day yeah it's It's nice it's refreshing refreshing (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) next question (laughs) share share one fun fact one fun fact about the Singapore lockdown lockdown lockdown. Singapore share one fun fact um Okay, maybe i share.
7: So, when the CV
9: happened in Singapore, so, um
7: there was, I mean, suddenly there was this sudden urge of people in Singapore to go out and work out outdoor. So, like, yeah. people are going to work out in the morning, in the evening, even at night, you know, they keep going out.
9: I mean... Actually, I, uh, only and maybe... The 40% 50% really work out the rest just want to look for a reason to take out their masks. <laughs>
7: that's true even here that's true Malaysia, Singapore are not so different huh? I, was, I and my mother-in-law we were one of them I'm not
9: sunk from the authority you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay
7: okay next question yeah. what was the worst
9: part of the lockdown? Oh, for me this one is really uh, very touching because I really missed my sister and my brother-in-law, who I couldn't meet them. Because uh, every week, actually, I do meet my sister and I would have uh, drinks and food with my brother-in-law. And this is what I miss the most part. For two months or almost three months, couldn't meet them. You know, and I really wish. But now, I, 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 I meet them and we are having good time now and I hope that this doesn't come again. Because it's, this is you know that there's a sad part of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sad when you cannot meet your family members, family
7: members or family. like... Uh, three
9: months. I think everybody, yeah, this right. is a uh, this is a worst part. Uh, lockdown, i people go yeah. through, not seeing the family members, yes. but you know, yeah, so of course. I mean, yeah. in Singapore, yeah, we are like one, two kilometers away, but in Malaysia, if you understand, it's a it's like different state and different, you know, uh, so far, and yeah, it's it's really sad, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, this is where I yeah, hope this doesn't come again, you know, and we can overcome come, again. yeah.
7: So for me, the worst part of the circuit breaker is when, when I got to know that the pet groomers were closed. <laughs> so I had like a panic attack because our dog Jimmy, right? He goes to the groomer like twice a month and then it's like, uh, okay, for the next three months, who is going to shower Jimmy? Who's going to cut his nails? No. Who's going to brush his teeth? I know yeah, me. I did not do it the the expert here. Yeah. did you learn a new skill did you learn a pet grooming did you learn how to pet
1: groom for your skills <laughs> the, thing is,
7: the thing is jimmy is not cooperative to cut the nails and to brush teeth i could only shower him and yeah. and you know in singapore living in hdb flats and our flats are really small and imagine the toilet is so small so to shower a dog in a flat and getting you dry is like no, I don't no. want to it happen again it's really stressful yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay okay our last question
9: okay I ask. Uh, yeah so what, what was like something you know we miss very much during the lockdown you know yeah. I mean for me basically I like to hang up this nice little cosy cafe in my place called Burb and I like to have my beer there you know wind down and I miss that part and another thing I miss was no. mean, mean, you want to say what you yeah. miss
7: so yeah. We used to actively go out and
9: learn salsa.
7: Yeah. Uh, Cuban salsa. We used to go ah. for the class.
9: Yeah, we oh, yeah. used to do that like twice. We used to do
7: it. Twice or even three yes, times a yes, week. Yes. We were really into it. And when the lockdown happened, we couldn't go and up to now we, we have not resumed our salsa class. But um yeah. We, because, know,
9: we but, know our steps.
7: Yeah, I mean, no, maybe, I mean yes. we, we still remember the basic la, So, okay,
9: so maybe we just... Okay, the so next open night, we just, we're going to
7: be
9: expecting a performance
12: we just,
1: for
11: for this. We now. Okay, we got, we're going to end. We just won <laughs> one salsa <person>, for you know? <laughs> oh, there you go, there you go. Ooh, la, la. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. There you go. Ah, yeah. oh, thank you yeah. so much, Jasper and Suresh. Oh, that was beautiful
9: bye
1: okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes we'll definitely have you on next time to do a full performance for us
9: with music and everything
1: thank you very much for sharing you guys and hi hello yes all of the people on the in the yeah. comment loving on Suresh and Jasper and hi this is Kasturi this is Kasturi am I correct exactly. yes. hello everyone you. howdy
12: it's
14: so cute oh my
1: god hey, they, they were so cute, and they were sharing such really great stuff with us as well. This is nice to see couples working together and finding things to, <laughs> to survive through the circuit breaker. So why don't you tell us a bit about what, you're going, uh, what you'll be performing tonight, Castori?
12: Okay, so everyone was so positive or like had a very light note. Um, my spoken word piece is a bit more heavy. Um, yeah, so I work with Good Kids Malaysia, where uh, an organization that works with um, the at-risk and urban poor communities in Malaysia, in KL specifically. Mm-hmm. And uh, I dedicate this poem to the women of this community because during this lockdown in the past two years, if there was one group of people really holding up the B40 and the families and the communities. It was the different women who filled in different roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had two white flag movement rounds of fundraising. We had uh, a lot of aid with the kids for um, giving them digital devices, running classes, getting them aid, because a lot of them didn't even know they could apply for pre or and all of that because it's all online right and they do not have that amount of literacy to be able to do it so and throughout the whole time man the women are of these communities are so strong and they're to be championed and yeah so I dedicate this poem to all I'm
9: excited to hear it here we go
12: all right let's do this I haven't performed in a while, so cut me some slack. Don't worry. There's no judgment whatsoever.
9: Yeah, we Um, got to. All right, cool.
12: All right, let's do this. Um, I am a woman so responsibly. From the whip of my head to a single glance, I am to read your intentions. There must be no contentions. Hyper aware of actions, it's only fair for my reactions to be my despair. The wrong decisions I do not dare. To smile or not to smile, that is the question. My head dragged down so far below, six feet down, all fault, so responsibly mine. I am a bitch and a cunt, so audaciously. Name me with your curses, shame me with your blames, As my anger blends with frustration, reality comes crashing. Reality comes crashing and your brutality does the whacking. Feeling disgust for me, reeling from the pits of your stomach, reeking the scent of your dark heart. I am the queen of your profanities. I embody all the obscenities. I am, after all, a goddess, so bountifully. Adorn me with your values, your rules and regulations so beautifully. Offer me your limitations. Pray to me. Pray to me, place me in the kitchen and the bedroom. Build me a tomb for my womb. In the corners of your needs and services, revere me. Revere me in photos, videos and stone. But your mistakes are never to be atoned. I am after all a slave so complacently give me your orders push me aside assert your rights and make me your pride i am the object that breathed alive run me down until you're satisfied the commodity to your power amplified i am just the role you dole onto me i am a sister a mother and a bride so dutifully if i testify to justify i am to be burnt at the stake like a witch or the bitch. So audaciously, you take up the space between air and my skin. You paint my pain as insane and faint hate, feign hate, not letting our facts straight. I am to thrive in pain of the chaos that is my life. When I do so, I am a diva so arrogantly. All the while, I am a woman so responsibly. Thank you. Damn, girl! I got this. Damn, damn, oh, damn! I felt
9: damn.
1: every woman in the world. I Sasha, killed. Sasha, comment got me going too. She's like, "This you drop this, and it's a crown. That's it. That's it. That's the whole vibe."
0: <laughs> Thank that was amazing. You. That was um, so good,
12: guys. Wait, my my cousins are around me, and they're like hyping me. You know? Yeah,
0: that's great, <laughs> amazing stuff. Thank you so much. I feel like that should be part of the curriculum for women empowerment so that they feel like they can do anything. Like, honestly, That's right. I mean, what a good tribute, what a good homage. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. And Wonderful thank you, stuff. Thank you all at Seek2Speak for giving the opportunity. And the
12: show has been course. going so amazing. So excited to Pleasure.
1: see the rest of it. Yes, our speakers and viewers, so ah. thank you so much for being here as well.
12: Thank you, thank you. See you all. Thank Thank
1: you. you. See you around. Bye-bye.
15: Hi. Yes, our next speaker is Mridula. Hi, Mridula. Hello. Um, I'm really happy to be here. Yes, yes. I'm from My Safe Space and I am the head of uh, graphic designing over there. And My Safe Space is a youth-led community that educates others about mental health and awareness about global issues. Go ahead, Mridulad, the stage is yours. Thank you. Lockdown, (laughs) boon in bane. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. Yes, we all have been through a phase, a phase that has confined us but not broken us. In the times of enforced lockdowns, we were all losing hopes and feeling despair and pessimism was slowly enveloping all of us. Initially, nobody had the idea how long this would carry on. In fact, I myself thought that uh, post my summer vacation, I'll be back to school and everything's going to be just fine. The first lockdown turned out to be a boon in vain. We got to spend time with our family, learn so many new skills, we pampered ourselves and a lot more. But we all had times of distress, and overcoming them was a new challenge. The impact of the pandemic and its consequences differed depending on a person's status as individuals and members of society. Many fortunate children's classes were switched to online mode of conduction. But there were above 200 million children around the world who have been detached from education for over the two years that have passed. Amidst all this we all have learned a lot and one of those vital things that we have all learned is finding happiness within. In my opinion happiness or say celebration was being stereotyped as having parties or gatherings, going out, shopping, gifts and all sort of materialistic bounds that we have created but certainly through the phase that we have all been through we have a Adapted to a different lifestyle. And this has thaw- taught us that all the happiness that a person wants to seek is all in the mind. The value of health was taking a back seat in our minds. Did we pay this much attention to ourselves and our health before? Perhaps not. We should be grateful for how we have learned about valuing our health and others' health too. How wonderful it is that so many organizations, companies, schools and universities took the initiatives of educating people about health and hygiene. It has had an incredible impact on the lives of millions. And what's better than knowing how our earth has healed? I'm quite sure most of us know that the lockdown has turned out to be beneficial for our abode. The pollution that has been suffocating our environment decreased in all sorts, water pollution, air pollution, and noise pollution too. The quality Mm. of soil has enhanced at a few places. Certain places have received blissful rainfall that was just a desire before. Last year, around April 2020, we were also involved and worried about the ozone layer depletion. But... It took its own time and has healed over it. The ozone layer is now safer than before from the CFC damage. I'm sure most of us are in the dilemma if this time has to be thanked of or regretted about. Not just to the time, but to the COVID we should be, but since we should look for the good in every situation, what better than being thankful? not just to the time, but to the COVID duty workers, our teachers, organizations such as seek to speak family members, friends, and all of them who have been through it all. I'm glad to be given this opportunity. I would like to thank seek to speak as well as my safe space again. Thank you.
13: Thank you so much. Like really that it was
1: such a nice encapsulation of lockdown. Like all of the negatives and all yes. the positives. The environment's been getting yeah. better because we've all been staying home. Like yeah, is, the world. I mean, is, that was is, the only good news, news that came in last
15: year. I mean, <laughs> we brought home, but we at least got into that. Oh, hey, nature is all right, right? Okay, peace.
9: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, nature is enduring. So are we. So we yeah. will heal and get there as well. Yes, yes. Yeah all right Um, thank you thank you so so much yes great stuff thank you so much shall we go hi thank you for waiting on the line with us
16: (laughs) yeah sure no problem so uh if i'm going to be honest right now i am super freaked out because like all the previous speakers are like so good so sorry if this does not make up to you your yeah, expectation will no, no, be, we'll
1: be just as good. Could you please? Come on, can everybody hype? Could you please just feel in a little bit of that down? No, no, Let's go.
16: <laughs> Since I am such a people pleaser, I wrote this speech especially to so please everyone in my community. If you do not, not know what that is, check out our socials at Seek2Speak.
1: Okay. Wow, I and love that. Call out, Dead. Professional.
16: So my speech is called Adapting to Change. It is not the strongest of species that survive, nor the most intelligent, oh my god. It is okay. one of the most <laughs> adaptable to change. This code has lived in my heart for almost three years now. I always believed that when or if the time came, I would be able to imply this code and live a meaningful life living by this code. Well, eventually the time did come and it was definitely a challenge. I guess action truly does speak louder than words. 16 March 2020, I was just chilling out with my cousins and friends. Everything seemed to be normal, or so I thought. The whole day was super relaxing until the clock struck 8. We were all sitting down in front of the television, watching the advertisements while waiting for our prime minister at that time to speak on the spread of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Stay at home was all I needed to hear. The schools were closing. Ray. those times 30th March 2020 my school my school had finally decided to start virtual learning woohoo I was filled with a rush of panic all the blurry flashbacks of what was in this textbook started to manifest <gasps> a simple thing like staring at the walls that soon started to become such a chore There's Fear of responsibility began to eat me alive. 16 December 2020. This was the day I completed my last school assignment. It felt great to become a normal student again. It was great to know that I have survived through all the stress and fear that I unintentionally instilled in me. It was the end of the year, so I was hopeful. News were out that vaccines will be ready by March. We will be fully vaccinated. We can go to school and do whatever we want. Yes, that was so hopeful. Nineteenth January twenty twenty-one. I found myself enjoying a bag of activities by the girl guides. As much as I tried to convince myself that I was not losing my spirit, deep down I knew that the whole activity thing was just a big distraction. A big distraction for me from the real world. The real world which was brought to its knees. The real world which was suffering extensively. And the real world which was gradually losing the battle against COVID. 26th, August 2021. I have finally restored my hope. Malaysia was achieving herd immunity. We can roam around freely and safely again. It was today while listening to sad songs and writing this speech, I finally realized that we must not give up hope. I decided to crank up the vibe of my songs. I began to listen to upbeat songs. I finally believed that We will beat this and like all things, this pandemic will pass too. The pandemic has indeed tested all of us one way or another. I pray that we do not give up hope and continue and continue believing in good things because good things are coming our way and we will meet them soon. That I can promise you. Before I go, I just want to remind all of you that everything in this world is done by hope. According to Lady Taylor, an author, hope can be a powerful source. Maybe there's no actual magic in it. But when you know what you hope for most and hold it like a light within you, you can make things happen, almost like magic. My friends, keep hoping, and one day, our hopes will become our reality.
1: Thank you so much. Oh, great. Yeah. I think just watching you guys wanting to learn and improve yourselves, even through this pandemic, is a great, great boost of hope, I think. So thank you so much, Fujit, for sharing with us. That was great stuff. Hi, is this is Michalini. Can you hear me? Ha.
14: Yes, I can hear you. Hi, you are our
0: last performer of the night. Wow.
14: Yeah, last but not least, never yes. the least,
1: of course, everybody, we are here to perform. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. <laughs>
14: Yep so i guess uh, i'll i would just like to talk about the experience which i really had in this pandemic this lockdown so hi, I'm Vishalini Murali. Um, so basically, I'm a secondary school student and a volunteer at some organization at Malaysia. Uh, and also, I used to transcribe um, historical documents. I'm a digital volunteer at Smithsonian Transcription Center, Wow. Also, I love music. <laughs> i'm such a music person i just sing every day without singing my life is like oh god it's incomplete it's like that it really
1: really moves
3: us doesn't it yeah
14: (laughs) yeah so i just want to share some things uh i always used to help my friends so in this pandemic we all were having um online classes you know it's it's kind of a big challenge for all the students which is primary secondary or university or anything it's it's a challenge so all my friends were like oh misha it's there's a lot of homework there's a lot of homework it's hard to do so at that time i planned to do a small um it's just a gathering, talking with my friends. It's every Thursday. So I just made this. I also asked my friends to invite their friends. So they invited and the, and the group became like, it was bigger and bigger. So now I have a lot of people there and we, every day we share what we have. So this pandemic, it's not a negative thing. It also brings positivity. So just don't like lose your hope. Let's have some hope. Really, Malaysia can win COVID. I really have you know a lot of trust I have with Malaysia. Malaysia is such an awesome country. I'm so proud to be a Malaysian. So let's make a change. So lastly, uh, as I told you just now, I'm a music girl. So I just want to, um, you know, um, end up this speech with a song. A song which is by Alicia Kara, Scarcia beautiful it's a motivational song so whoever um going through a lot of problems whoever is uh, ma- um, facing financial issues or any problem you're facing currently you know i'm gonna sing this song hope this inspire you so come on let's sing it yeah, yeah. go for it There's a heart that's waiting for you in the dark. You should know you're beautiful just the way you are. And you don't have to change a thing, the world could change its heart. No scars, you're beautiful, we stars, we're beautiful. Oh. Oh, 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 you moment. don't have to change a thing, the world change its heart nor Your scars. You're beautiful, where stars and we're beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. that was Thank
9: you so
14: thank you so much for all the people we comment i mean like yeah such thank a you huge support thank you so That's much right. you Our comments and our viewers have been so great tonight
1: thank you guys so much for yeah. participating and joining in giving all of our speakers all of this confidence and support i think we couldn't do and we, we can't do anything without you guys honestly so thank you so much for sharing with that that was some beautiful stuff
0: yeah, what a, what a great way to end the showcase. We had song, we had comedy, we had poems, we had speeches, we had stories. Actually, I would really like to give a big thanks to Cass. You've been amazing, the most amazing co-host I could ask for. Thank you so much to you for doing Aww. such a good job. And also to all the viewers. For- yes, thank you to the, the viewers. Time. I
1: love that uh, everybody's been engaging into the comments so much. Thank you guys for just really sitting down and just spending a Saturday night with us. It really made things so meaningful.
0: All right, we are going to end the live now, but we are going to end with a fi- some final words. Cass, would you like to say any any, any message to our oh. viewers? I go first. <laughs> all right, I will okay. go first then. Oh, yes, uh, I thought it for you. I will give you a quote by uh, Maya Angelou. It's one of my favorite quotes. It says, um, There is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. So please, please, um, whatever it may be, it could be a poem, a story, or some feelings, please feel free to reach out and tell your story. There will always be willing people to hear you and give you what you need. So thank you, everybody. Oh,
1: beautiful, beautiful. Oh, and my, my, quote is pretty simple it's from Winston Churchill the man himself and it is success is not final failure is not fatal it is the courage to continue that counts so please never stop fighting and just keep going
0: yes absolutely that should be our anthem for the pandemic thank you everybody thank you
9: Kaz. have a great weekend thank you Aisha yes goodbye everybody Bye. enjoy